What's up, sons and daughters? It is Sam Jesse, and I am back with Robert Irby for the Locks of Saturday. Robert, it's been a while dusting off the mics for this one for the NBA Finals, the Celtics, and the Warriors. Probably could have seen this coming at the start of the playoffs, but should be a great matchup. You joke about dusting off the microphones, but I literally wiped dust off of my microphone before I plugged it in. It really has been a long time. I hope you guys remember us. Yep, we're going to have this one next week. We're going to do uh, something we didn't do last year, but like a really quick little ad hoc preview of college football as betting lines are starting to come out. Rosters are being finalized. You got your magazines coming out. I just picked up my Lindy's magazine. That's always the first one to come out. Love that one. Athlon will be coming out here in a few weeks as well. Really exciting stuff for college football. And we're just going to kind of just kind of talk off the cuff about what we're feeling for this year before we really dig deep in August. But tonight is all about the NBA and Irby, our, our very own. Um, and I don't even know what, what's Billy Ray's title with Sons of Saturday. What would we call I say him? He's like owner. Founder, operator? TSL does the owner and operator. Um, Could he be like our CPO, our chief podcast officer? Guru, perhaps? Podcast guru? Our podcast guru? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Actually, that's Chris Himes. That's Chris Himes. Chris Himes is actually the... It's very true. Um, Chris basically runs the company in in any ways, but... Well, he's very excited that the Boston Celtics are in it. And I got to say, I am too. They've been probably the best team in the league since the all-star break. And they're led by Jason Tatum, who is the, he's got to be the favorite to win MVP. If we're going to start there. I would say so. Um, I mean, it obviously depends on what team you think is going to win because, right. You know, a, 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 a team winning and then the other team getting the finals MVP is, you know, pretty much has only happened. Pretty sure it was just the once with Jerry West Mm -hmm. um, way back in the day. So, but if the Celtics win, I would, uh, if you feel confident in the Celtics winning, I would bet the house on Tatum to be MVP. Yep. Tatum is at plus 170 to win the finals MVP on DraftKings Sportsbook. By the way, all of the odds we are talking about, again, are on DraftKings Sportsbook. The current favorite overall, though, is Steph Curry at plus 110. And that is mostly because the Warriors are currently at minus 155 to win the series. Now, we'll keep it with MVP real quick because, uh, excuse me, 150. They've moved to 150 as of. Uh, what night is it? I don't really keep Wednesday. track of days it is anymore. Wednesday, thank you. Um, <laughs> when you work in sports and you work weekends, days don't really matter anymore. It is Wednesday. Minus 150 for the Warriors, so I think that's why you're getting Steph at plus 110. Personally, I don't think it's worth putting money down at plus 110 for finals MVP. I don't think so. No, I I, I would... I would think of that as more of what you want long shot. Mine, if I'm going to go long shot, if I'm picking the Warriors, I really like Clay Thompson. He's at plus 1,500. He has the story coming back from two really bad injuries. He's played really well. The minutes are continuing to increase. I think they've done a good job of like sitting him some game, excuse me, sitting him some games done a good job of like letting him get in the rhythm. If he has a couple big games, I can see the sentimental vote 
going to Clay Thompson. And if I'm going with the Celtics for finals MVP, this sounds stupid, but I could <laughs> definitely see Marcus Smart. <laughs> oh no. Like just going haywire in this series and people being like, yeah, I'm going to vote for him. Yeah. If Marcus Smart wins finals MVP, I may never watch another basketball game. <laughs> I just can't live with that. But I, I mean, mean, you're yeah. I, I mean, I think for me, the long shots here, I, I do love the clay story. Um, but at plus 1500, I don't love his value there. Um, I mean, obviously that's a still a pretty good chunk of change if you, if you hit it, but you know, we are talking about a guy who went over 900 days without playing a basketball game and um, who has looked, you know, he has been shaky at times. It, it consistency has been, you know, a struggle for him. Whereas before all of his injuries, you could always rely on clay. Um, and he's had some great games, but he's had some not great games. I think the value that I really like, um, if I'm going to go for a warrior, not named Steph here is Jordan pool. Um, I think pool, I think as far as, you know, you kind of have to look at which ones of these players can ascend to this level for, you know, however long the series lasts, have that ceiling of saying like, wow, they were the best player on the floor. For the Warriors, I think it's either Steph or, or Poole um, because, I mean, Draymond just is never going to score enough points to get MVP. And Clay, like I said, is just has those struggles. And so Jordan Poole at plus 3,500, that's really, really good odds. Um I mean, he he has been really kind of a godsend for the Warriors. Like, I don't think that they're here without him. Um, he comes off the bench and and just he can light it up. He has such a quick first step um, that really allows him to drive and, and kind of create space. And um, and he's got the confidence. They kind of he's kind of like the junior splash brother. Um, yeah, they call it. I think what I've heard is Splash Brothers and their pool. Uh, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Um, but <laughs> as far as the Celtics go, uh, it's hard because I just, I feel like I really don't trust any of these Celtics players. Besides it's got to be Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. It has to be Tatum. It's and not going to be. Ta- yeah. Uh, if a voter is going to vote for the scoring option for the Celtics, they're going to vote for Tatum and not Jalen Brown. Right. Um, exactly. Even if J- Jalen Brown could have the exact same numbers and the votes would go to Tatum. Right. Yeah, it's so just you the, think about that too. It's the narrative. It's also hilarious to me that Andre Iguodala is here at plus forty thousand, and he has played uh, as many playoff games as I have this year, which is zero. <laughs> and I don't think that there's any chance he's coming back. Is there? No, no. There's hilarious. Like, just give me your money. You know, <laughs> might as well. Hey, and you talked about Jordan Poole. Um, we. Let's let's kind of go into these. So DraftKings has these really cool series specials. Uh, there's a good long list of them. You can head over to DraftKings Sportsbook to check those out. And they're really interesting. Let's dive into a few here. You, you talked about Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole currently averaging 18.4 points uh, in about 30 minutes in the playoffs right now. Jordan Poole to average 20 plus points throughout the playoffs, throughout the final series is currently at plus 650. If he's going to win finals MVP, now you're not saying he is going to, but you're saying that's a value. But if he's going to contribute and be a big player in this series, and you think he is, averaging 20 plus points is, I mean, one bucket 
more than what he's gotten so far. So if you think he can turn it on, that's a huge value at plus 650. Yeah, no, I'm I'm absolutely with you there. And I think that um, it's just the further along you get in the playoffs, the the rotations get smaller and smaller. And especially when you get into the finals, like you don't have time. You don't really have time to get cute and throw, you know, as much as I love him, Moses Moody out there or guys like that. Like you just can't expect a lot of Moses Moody and Kaminga minutes. Like those, those are going to be absorbed by guys like pool. Um, and so he'll have more opportunities and he'll have more shots. So I, I love that play as well. Let's see. I am looking right now. There's a category here of bets. That's just called the bang category. Uh, my favorite here. I can't is, even find that. <laughs> it's under finals that. props. Uh, all this is to say, DraftKings has a gazillion options here if you want to play some bets. So many, so many that Sam and I are like struggling to siphon through them all. Oh my gosh, I found bang. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Uh, I like distance of longest made shot in the NBA Finals. Um, let's go forty plus feet plus a thousand. Why not? So I mean, if you're 40 plus feet is basically, I mean, that's basically half court shot. Right. So Steph will throw one up at the end of Steph a quarter. Will throw one up. Oh my gosh. That's that's wait, no, do they have a better one here? Logo range, total shots made from 35 plus feet in the NBA finals. If you're um, betting zero at minus 200 that's for this, so terrible. Get a life. Get a life. <laughs> Come on. Um, 35 plus feet. I, I think three or more at plus 5,000. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> third quarter warriors can hit two of those. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm. I love that. I mean, literally anything that your heart can imagine you can bet on for this NBA finals, which makes it fun. Like I think betting things like that is a little bit more fun than, well, I have Celtics minus one and a half at home. Like that's, Right. It's fun. You can do that, but there's a lot more that you can do. That's a little bit more whimsical, I guess you could say. And as long as you're betting within your means, by all means, go for it. But a player to make longest shot in the NBA finals, kind of like Jordan Poole for that one at plus 500. Mm, It's good value. Uh, Steph at minus 200 is a little too easy. Yeah, that's that's a little obvious. I like... uh... So there's one here. It's player to have the highest single game scoring performance. I actually really like. Um, I actually really like Clay in this. I think that what we could see from Clay is maybe just one game. I mean, we know, especially if it gets if it gets to a game six, we know what game six Clay is, and that is the greatest basketball player to ever grace a court is Clay Thompson in a game six. Just imagine if this goes six games and Clay just drops 45, you know, hits like 10 threes. You're previewing my narrative. I have a narrative set Uh-oh. for this NBA Finals. You're previewing it. I like what you're thinking. Let's talk about Draymond Green, right? Uh, if you're into betting player props, Draymond Green is one of those guys where he's so talented, he's so good, and yet his points lines are always so incredibly low. You feel like you should be able to win with him. But he just doesn't score a lot. But what he does is he he stuffs stats. He plays the game in all three phases. He pushes in transition. He plays good defense. He plays good team offense. 
Here's an interesting series special that I found. We talked a little bit off air about this, but any player to record a triple double in any finals game is at plus 225. Hmm. This is an interesting one for me because you're looking you in this game, you have one of the most prolific triple double players in NBA finals history in Draymond Green. In 28 finals games, he has three of them. That doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that's third all-time only behind LeBron and Magic, and he's played about half of the finals games that they have. He has more triple-doubles in the finals than Larry Bird, more than Wilt Chamberlain, more than Bill Russell, and all of those guys have played way more finals games than he has. Draymond Green being in this series makes that a little bit more plausible than usual. Again, at plus 225, it is a bit of a long odds, and a triple-double is very difficult to get. But in the modern NBA, when we're seeing big men push the floor and be able to get assists, or guards kind of coming in and getting defensive rebounds, just kind of saying, get out the way, this is my ball, I really, really like that bet at plus 225. Because if you think this is a game that's going to go 6-7, which most people do, you kind of have more chances than you would in kind of a normal series that you would see in the first or second round that might only go four or five. Yeah. And I mean, the crazy thing about Draymond is he could get a triple double with other categories that aren't points. You know what I mean? Like he could go assist rebounds and steals one night and get (laughs) double digits in all of them because he's just that versatile of a player. Um, even if he's not scoring it's, he's really is kind of a, one of the most unique players we've ever seen in history. Green in, in this uh in the postseason right now is averaging 8.7 points, 6.9 rebounds, and 6.3 assists. That's only in 30 minutes of play. And they've had a lot of blowouts, so that's kind of why he's played less. If you think he's going to get to 35, 36 minutes, you're kind of looking at just a few possessions to go his way that'll mm-hmm. get you pretty close to a triple double. Um so that's a guy that I think you could really look at um, another player that could be really in the mix for that um, on the Warriors doesn't really look like anybody else would be a huge threat for that. Um, maybe, maybe again, we talked about like a guard coming and grabbing a rebound, maybe Steph, if he feels like I'm going to go in and get the rebound off of a three that nobody's grabbing, something like that. Right. I don't know, but right. it's a good bet. I think at plus 225. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, another one that I really like here um, is under the series specials. I really love, um, there's two of them that I'm, that I'm all about. Number one is Jordan Poole to average 20 or more points um, plus 650. And then also... Steph Curry and Jason Tatum to each average 30 is at plus 800. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's a lot. I mean, that's 60 points per game between the two of those is a lot, but at eight to one, like I, I kind of like that flyer. I don't know about you. Yeah. And it's, again, if you're looking at the averages, you got to think about how many games is this going to go? Do I need to kind of think about, this is going to average out over six or seven games. If it does go six or seven, then one mega performance doesn't mean as much as it would in a shorter series. You got to think about that stuff. But we always see teams kind of try to get the ball into one guy's hands a little bit more in these pressure situations where, like you said, the rotation shrinks. 
you get the ball into your best player a little bit more ISO than maybe even normal, even for a team like the Warriors who doesn't play ISO really at all. Uh, yeah, I, I could see it. Jason Tatum, we haven't talked too much about him individually, but he's a guy who could be really special in this series. I even see DraftKings has at the bottom of this list, Jason Tatum to average 35 plus points. Is that plus 3,000? 35 is a lot of points. Yeah. That would be, uh, he would reach all time finals performance levels with that. Right. Uh, he that would probably be- need like a, he'd probably need like a 50 pointer, you know, somewhere along. He the would, way. he would probably need a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm curious I mean, what you think about just the matchup as a whole. Um, and how you see this series going. You know, it's a tough one because you're, and also, by the way, um, I'm looking up most points per game by a player in a final series right now. Uh, shout out to StatMuse, one of the best uh, stat sites that you could possibly find. Uh, Michael Jordan, 41 in the 92-93. Mm. Uh, players who average over 35 is not a long list. The last to do it was Giannis. Uh, you also have Kevin Durant in 16-17, Allen Iverson, Jordan did it twice, LeBron did it in 14-15, O'Neal did it twice, Jerry West did it, Elgin Baylor did it, and Rick Barry did it back in the 60s. Mm. So not a lot of guys have ever done that. And you're talking like the guy who's literally the logo of the NBA, the greatest <laughs> NBA player of all time and the most dominant player of all time. Shaq, like, right, right. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> doesn't do that. That doesn't in one happen. of those series. Shaq averaged 38 and 19, uh, just an absolute animal. Oh man. So you were asking like how I feel mm-hmm. about this series as a whole. I think it's a really tough one because you maybe have the most complete team and the most talented team, in the warriors where, you know, they can bring, like really solid players off the bench that would start on most teams. However, I, like I said, to start kind of since the all-star break, the Celtics have probably been the best team defensively. They've completely turned a corner. They seem to have this it factor as a team. Uh, TD garden has been impossible to win in. Um, they've played well on the road. It's a tough, it's a tough series to call. It really is. I think it'll be a phenomenal series. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that it is difficult because I could see it going either way. And honestly, I was thinking about this like this is kind of the first time in a while where I feel like honestly, I don't feel like either team is just this juggernaut. You know, like I think it's as you've gone you can go back really over the last decade and whether it's like those LeBron Heat teams um, or even that Spurs team that they lost to or went one-on-one against. Um, the, of course, the Warriors dynasty. The Lakers, when they won it in the bubble, like the Bucks and the Suns last year, like these were really, really good teams that were, you know, devoid of, of very many weaknesses, you know? They whereas, were super teams. They were super teams. Yep. And whereas, you know, this playoffs has obviously been extremely competitive and you're looking at two very flawed teams here in the finals. And you, I kind of look at it and I'm like, man, like I don't even know if either of these teams are really like the most talented team in the league. But then again, I'm like, who is, um, 
I think both of these teams have pretty significant shortcomings. And I'm just curious. I think it'll come down to which team can better take advantage of those shortcomings because ultimately, like if you're Boston, it's like they sell out and, you know, double Tatum, who's going to score, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what Miami did at the end of game seven. And they were begging Marcus Smart to take threes and he was breaking all of them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, you know, that's so tough when you try to pick these series outright. And again, the odds uh, to win the series as a whole, Golden State at minus 150. Boston is at plus 130. Um, let's say let's say you're picking the Warriors, right? Is minus 150 a good price for the Warriors? Or are you confident enough at minus 150? I think, I don't think that that's a bad price. I think that if you are going to make this bet, which is personally is not a bet that I would make in the first place, no matter what team you're, you're looking at here. Um, I don't think that that's a bad rate. Like I was hearing, I was listening and heard some, uh, like some other lines for other like championship favorites. Like for example, like with the, the bulls, like in their six finals, like minus one fifty would have been, I think like their second lowest odds in, you know, among those six seasons, like going into that series against the Sonics, they were minus nine fifty. <laughs> <To Ridiculous. win. laughs> yeah. Right. And so, you know, I think it fits the, the, um, you know, kind of the, the equality of these two teams, um, with the slight edge given to the team with home court advantage. So I get it. I think that those are good odds. I just wouldn't bet it myself though. You know, if you're going to pick, if you're on the DraftKings Sportsbook, which you should be, sign up with code SOS. If you are picking the Warriors, I think there's a better way to pick the Warriors to win the series. In those series Mm -hmm. specials that we talked about, um, and if you're looking for these, if you go to the NBA and you go to finals markets and then series specials, that's how you get to these. Steph Curry to average 25 points and Golden State to win the finals is plus 120. Yep. Steph Curry's averaging 26. Um, you're basically saying the Warriors are going to win and Steph Curry is going to do what Steph Curry does. That feels like a really easy way to get plus money out of this. I think if you're going to bet the Warriors, I wouldn't bet minus 150. I would bet plus 120 at Steph Curry. Um, you got to kind of look for those ways to get yourself some plus money. And I think that's a great great way to do it if the warriors are going to win this series steph curry is going to have to play like steph curry yeah i think that means averaging 25 oh totally totally i mean that is a that's not a very at least for steph standards like steph can have a bad game make a bunch make like 12 free throws and end up with 26 points you know what i mean like he's gotta he's gotta score that much if they're gonna win so i i think that that's a really really great play and flip side of that would be that tatum same thing, same deal, but with Tatum and Boston. Tatum to average 25 and Boston to win is plus 160. So I think we're in agreement here that no matter what team you think is going to win, go for this little special instead because you can sprinkle a little extra value onto your pick. Yeah, and I would be... Uh, this is one of those where I would maybe even lean more towards the micro markets and the player props than I would individual game lines because you have a team in the Celtics that have been so good on the road, especially since the all-star break when they started to put things together, where I I wouldn't feel super confident betting on the road team in the playoffs. Mm. But I also, 
would understand that the Celtics are are pretty good and pretty comfortable on the road. Um, so I think definitely in this series, those kind of micro markets, those player markets are definitely um, the, the better way to go. I would be more sure of myself making those bets than I would just an, you know, just an over under or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Um, All right. I, I need your pick. We're about yeah. at that time. All right. Give me the Great. team that's winning. Uh-huh. Give me how many games they win in. Give me the finals MVP. Let's see. I think it's going to be the Warriors. I think that Steph will be MVP. I'm just trying to decide how many games. <clears throat> I think it'll go seven games. I think that that's just, I don't know, it's just a safer option. Um, my reasoning for this is that Honestly, like I know that the Celtics defense has been phenomenal. Um, It it really is. It is what has carried them this far, but at the same time, their offense is very concerning. Um, Right now, when you look at offensive rating, the Warriors are number one among playoff teams while the Celtics are number eight and the heat, the team that they just beat was number nine. And they barely beat them in a game seven. Um, And like that heat team, I just don't think that they were really up to snuff and the offensive struggles that they had only paled in comparison to those of the Celtics. Um, Whereas for the Warriors to knock off the Mavericks and Luka and just an absolute juggernaut um, that was starting to form and, you know, a star budding before our eyes. I I just think that the Warriors have a little too much here. Um, You know, you look at their, like I mentioned their offensive rating, but their assist percentage, assist ratio, like assist to turnover, effective field goal percentage, like all of these numbers. um, They have been one of the best teams in the playoffs and all of them. This is one of the most efficient offenses in the sport of basketball. Um, And I think if they can force, if defensively they can force the Celtics into enough turnovers um, and, and kind of cap uh, Tatum and force Brown and Smart and these other guys to beat him, it's just not going to happen. Um, and so I see the Warriors pulling it out. So you have Warriors in seven with Steph Curry being your MVP. That's right. I am very, very close to you. I think this is going to be a series where actually the Celtics get up three to two. Hmm. Um, I think they're going to have some momentum. They're going to play well. And then Clay Thompson game six happens. Warriors win in Boston. They come back home to San Francisco. That's a tough flight across the country. Warriors in seven. I agree with you. My finals MVP, however, is Clay Thompson. Wow. I'm pulling for the narrative. I love it. Plus 1500. I really like Clay Thompson here. I don't think he's going to be a classic finals MVP where he's just He's the guy getting the ball every possession. He's the guy making the buckets. I think he's going to have a couple of moments, and I think he'll probably have like two big games, but the narrative will kind of carry the voting for him. So hmm. I, I do think Clay Thompson plus 1,500 to win finals MVP, Warriors in seven. If you don't think this series is going six or seven, you're out of your mind. It's the two two of the biggest sports markets in America – in Boston, in Bay Area, California, 
if you don't think Adam Silver is making sure this goes seven, you're out of your mind. This they're going to get as you're going to get four overtime games. You're going to get as much ad revenue as they can possibly milk out of this. Oh thing. yeah, bring in Scott Foster, the extender baby. Scott Foster is going to be exhausted by the end of this series. The man's going to be running up and down the court. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Should be a really good series. Hopefully the games are closer. This playoff, it seems to be just like blowouts everywhere. So I hope the games are yeah. closer for this one. All right. Let's let's go to the college game really quick. Some big news out of Blacksburg that we do kind of have to cover really quick. Justin Mutz is coming back for his 18th year of college basketball. <laughs> I, I kid. Um Justin Mutz coming back for his last year of eligibility. It really felt like as we were following the news, following him in camps and with his agent and stuff like that, everything pointed to him going pro. And he was performing pretty well at some of these like pickup camps that they have and these like scouting events. But today he said he's coming back, not because he has to, but because he wants to. Yep. What does this do for the Hokies in 2022 and 2023? Um, I, I think it's simple and it's that, you know, that ACC championship can be defended. Um, will Virginia Tech win the ACC championship again next year? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's incredibly difficult to go back to back, but you have to at least pencil Virginia Tech in as a contender right now. Um, I think if you look at what their starting five is going to be, you know, it, it's, you can project it to be Sean Padula, Darius Maddox, Hunter Couture, Mutz, and then Grant Basili, the right, right state transfer. Um, what you're looking at, at that with that starting five is you know what those first four are going to bring you because they've done it before. Um, and then Basili, I anticipate being maybe a slight offensive downgrade from Aluma, but a slight defensive upgrade. Um, and I think that that kind of balances out. And so that starting five can be really successful. You bring in some other, these transfers that they've brought in and, you know, freshmen, like get some real contributors off the bench and the Hokies have a real opportunity um, with a leader like Mutz to, um, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah. I mean, Basile is much more of a banger inside. I think that'll allow Mutz to play a little bit more freely, a little bit more of that, of a role that he would play in the NBA. Um, kind of not really a perimeter guy, not really an inside guy. He's kind of that hybrid four is what he would end up projecting to the NBA. So I think it'll end up being great for him to kind of learn how to play a position that last year he didn't really play that. Last year his role was the tough physical guy. I don't think he has to be that every time this year, which is, I think, great for him. Again, Tech will be one of the most experienced teams in the country. I mean, all those guys you named, Played really solid minutes last year. So uh, experience is going to be really high. I think athleticism with some of the, uh, you know, some of the guys that they brought in in the recruiting class will be a bit yeah. better than it was last year. Um, I, again, probably not to the level that it needs to be quite yet, but the athleticism is getting a little better. And yeah, I think you got to pencil them in as one of the top, you know, five or six contenders in the ACC right now with. You know, Duke and Carolina obviously will be very good. Miami looks to yeah. be an absolute wagon next year as well. Isaiah Wong's coming back. Isaiah Wong is in. coming back for his 17th year of college. Right. 
Nigel uh, Pack might be the best shooter in the country. Like, yep. And then uh, you know, can't count out UVA ever. Right. And then we'll see what uh, Florida State looks like as well next year. They had a lot of young guys and a lot of injuries last year. So looking good for Mike Young and the fellas will be an exciting season, but we got a whole lot to go until then. We got we got a baseball regional coming up. Preview will be on sonsofsaturday.com. Uh, you can go check that out. We'll be covering that as much as we can. We got football stuff coming out. We got just random lists that we're going to start putting out there just for fun. Um, before you start yelling at the list, it's kind of a joke. There'll, there'll be some funny ones in there. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, we need some summer content. Yeah, even if if there's a list, you know, you guys like so much and you get fired up about, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll have a podcast about it and we'll debate our our list. <laughs> we'll debate our list. I love it. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. I am Sam Jesse. He is Robert Irby. We are from the crew of Locks of Saturday. We will see you next week to talk some college football. Irby, sign us off. Go Hokies.